1: Hello out there, disaster divas! Once again, it is I, your co-host Jordan Cruciola. Oh God, and me, Amanda Smith. Why
0: am I having so much difficulty with that? I don't I know. know. Maybe I, are you busy? I'm having an existential. No, I'm not. That's the problem. Is I'm not needle pointing. I was just <laughs> staring at my notes on this on this episode. Is and that kind three of just, straight weeks? <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, something like that. I think maybe like in an abstract, I'm having an existential crisis about introducing myself. I'm sorry, guys.
1: That's okay. And yeah, hello. And we are not alone in the room. Fortunately, it is another one of those special wonderful wonderful days where we have a guest with us. Guest, please introduce yourself uh, to the Disaster Diva team.
2: Hello. Hello. My, my name is Jada Elcock. You uh, may or may not know me from Twitter at the <laughs> Fish fishdication because I fish. Um, yeah, I'm a grad student at the University of Washington and I study sharks. That's me.
1: Now what I, I, I am curious, what led to the specialization in sharks? Like study your grad student so you've had time to winnow down like where you're going to go. What took you towards sharks?
2: Yeah, so I watched a lot of nature documentaries as a kid, um, Mm -hmm. and I have been a science nerd since as long as I can remember, Um, and I watched a lot of things about sharks, and when I was little, honestly, I was kind of afraid of sharks, Mm -hmm. and then I started to see all these things like, oh, sharks are very misunderstood, Um, you're more likely to get killed by a vending machine, or a cow, or a dog, or a lightning strike, or a flying champagne cork, or a fallen coconut than you are to be killed by a shark, and all these Mm -hmm. crazy things, I was like, why do we hate on sharks so much? Right, Yeah. It's just, it made me really sad. And there's so many species of sharks that are mm-hmm. endangered, but they're so, so important to our environment. So I was mm-hmm. like, hey, why don't I help the sharks out? They sound really cool and I'd love to study them. So why there not? There's so
1: much anti-shark propaganda out there. They really need people like you.
2: <laughs> they're so cute. Honestly, they're just like dogs in the water, honestly. <laughs> That's how I them. They're so cute. They're very curious. They're mm-hmm. just, you know, they're just living their lives and having a grand old time. We should just... Hey. Say- we should just respect them and love them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so then, I mean, obviously there's an affinity for the sharks. We have, so we, there are so many shark movies to choose from. What brought you to bringing the Meg to us? Why the Meg?
2: Because I get so many questions, like, especially after this movie came out. They're like, is the Megalodon still alive? <laughs> no, it's not. It went extinct like 2.6 million years ago. Okay. It's... It's long dead, Um, Uh probably went extinct because of, you know, like an ice age came on, like the waters got too cold and it couldn't handle Mm -hmm. the cold. And so it just died out. Mm -hmm. Um, So they're gone. We don't have to worry about it. But they were huge and Mm -hmm. super awesome. And I honestly kind of wish they still existed. Like people
0: actually still ask the entire point of the movie is that they were dead and that there are no more megalodons. Now they come back and people people think that that's a thing.
2: Oh, people are special. Yes. uh, <laughs> people constantly ask me if it's real. Like almost every single time I give a talk about sharks, people will ask me about the Megalodon. Um hmm. not just like, how big was it? How big were its teeth? What did it eat? Asking me if it's still alive. Wow. Um and I think it's because there was stuff on like I don't know, I think it was like Discovery Channel or something, maybe yeah. I don't know, something else, but it was like ah, the Megalodon and it, it they made it it was like they made it seem like a documentary but it was all fiction <laughs> and then people started <laughs> believing that it was alive still. And I was like, guys, oh my goodness, if you're going to make something like this, please make it very clear that this is not an actual documentary. Like, it's definitely fake. That's, like, Uh, definitely
1: unethical journalism.
0: (laughs) No, I think it was Discovery's done this a couple times because they also did a fake documentary about whether or not mermaids were real and, like, if mermaids still existed and people got really angry and were like, the government is hiding that the mermaids are real and, like, started sending threats to certain scientists for covering up the existence of mermaids
1: yeah i i mean i i mean if i were the government i would also probably cover up the existence of mermaids because like the mermaid i feel like as as most people are thinking of it is like the little mermaid and splash which is like nice but i feel like if mermaids were it would really be much more like the grimm's fairy tale version of a mermaid like it would be they'd be scary as shit like There are a couple recent movies, if anybody is interested in some kind of like weird genre stuff. uh, There's a Polish movie. I think it's Polish called The War about two mermaids who take to the land. They become singers. Uh, One of them falls in love with a man. It's a quite interesting, strange story. And then there's another one called Blew My Mind which is um, I forget which European country that is out of uh, but it is a it is a coming of age story in the way that sometimes in coming of age stories young women become werewolves, sometimes they become cannibals. this young girl becomes a mermaid over the slow, painful uh, really grotesque looking process of turning into a fish creature. So oh, yeah It's I, the gritty if I have the government of- I'd be
0: like what was that? It's the gritty revamp of the Australian show
2: h2o very <laughs> <laughs> was like my favorite thing as a child if you think (laughs) i haven't watched it again as an adult you are absolutely wrong it's a great show i feel
1: like i feel like tiktok tiktok people really resurrected h2o for a minute there they were really there was a lot of like i remember seeing one in particular this boy being like he's like this is my impression of such character on the show and he's like chloe and that was it that was the whole impression Yeah, and they, it they seems tore, to get generate a lot of response.
2: They tore that show to shreds. Like <laughs> they were just Cleo and I was yeah, like, yeah. that <laughs> was it. Cleo. But it's so funny. I don't know. <laughs> I loved all of it. The making fun of it, the actual show is great. <laughs>
1: no, it made me want to seek out H2O. So I think they did a great job with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the TikTok youths are terrifying, but which like you brave
0: the TikTok the youths. You, yeah. you do it all the time. To- you TikTok all the time. <laughs> and yeah. I'm just like amazed by it because it scares the crap out of me.
2: I mean, I am Gen Z, so it's just kind of like in my blood. Right. You know, yeah. you must do it. It's just, it's who you are.
1: Um, so, so I feel like it would be, uh, you're the, you're the one to tell us then. Give us the summary, Jada. What was the Meg about? Well, and this is the, just give us the quick summary, not the existential summary.
2: Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is, this is just the literal plot. What, yeah. what is the Meg about? So basically, um, everyone's like, ah, the Meg is dead. And then they're like, hey, there's this lake at the bottom of the ocean. Let's see if there's anything under there. And then it basically allows two Megs to get out and it starts terrifying everything. And they're like, we need to get rid of the Megs. And then that was it. <laughs> That's the whole movie. That's, and- Yeah. <laughs>
1: Now, Amanda, you, uh, uh, you were watching, you were setting updates from your watch of the Meg last night. I, what I want from this movie is more of a rush of excitement about there being Megs. I felt like if the, just the baseline level of, like you said, I don't think these things exist because in fact, I have no reason to, they do not. So even just the introduction of the idea of, of a Megalodon. I was like, this fact alone is a thrilling fact. And I feel like this movie is not living up to the nature of how exciting it would be just knowing that a Meg is real and is out there and is swimming around. So how in your shark expertise do you feel like the introduction of this mythic species was handled? Like, do you feel like, does your just pass your shark smell test.
2: Um, it just, it, the, movie just kind of was like bigger jaws you know okay yeah yeah they needed a bigger boat but they're gonna need a bigger boat you know (laughs) Um, it's just like I agree I feel like there could have been like the scientists should have been like a little bit more hype I Mm -hmm. feel maybe the scientists that were super hype about it died but (laughs) yeah (laughs) um, okay um I, I don't know. They were hiding it from the public, obviously. Uh, clarification, again, that is not what the government is doing to you right now. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the Reminder. Is, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It There could have been more, like, oh, my gosh, it's a megalodon. Also, just the way that it was, like, resurrected is mm. just so, ugh. I'm like, <sighs> so it's like, I think it's like a sulfur layer or something like that, some sort of, like, halo climb type thing at the bottom of the ocean. It's like this lake. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, we don't think that's actually the bottom. You can go through it, right? No. Right. But they do, and they take like a submarine down. Then it like breaks the halo klein or sulfur layer or whatever, and then the meg comes out. And I was like, what? <laughs> "What? No! What are you? You're gonna tell me that this giant shark that has essentially teeth for skin mm-hmm. can't safely make it past that layer? I don't understand. Like." I don't know. It didn't really make sense to me. Yeah.
0: The bounding layer made no sense. So, because first of all, like just on a geology level, like they wouldn't just be like, well, we're going to see what's down there by sending a a craft into it. They'd be like, well, let's drill that. And then they would (laughs) drill it and be like, oh, huh, that's weird how when we do it, when we do a core, there's just this layer of just kind of like fluids. Maybe it's not solid down there. Maybe there's just more water. They wouldn't, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't send a person down there first. You would like drill it and know what's happening. But beyond that, yeah, like he, the shark is swimming around in water. That's absolutely going to have a ton of sulfuric acid, all the different things, sulfuric acid and all of that, because Mm -hmm. it's coming out of the vents anyway. Yeah. So like just more concentrated version didn't seem like a thing that would be able to stop it.
1: (laughs) It didn't seem like that would be a thing, but it was like one of those electro shock fences for dogs. If you go past it, it gives them a little zap. And so they don't dare just jump straight through it and take the pain to pass the threshold. Right, that's I'm
0: sharks. Sure. As we know, sharks notoriously dislike small amounts of pain.
1: <laughs> Not resistant yeah. to. I'm
2: I'm confused about, like, they're sharks. This, I think, uh, I guess, genus of shark would likely be... Uh, endothermic or not endothermic ectothermic sorry um mm-hmm, there are mm-hmm. endothermic sharks it's pretty dope but <laughs> i can't imagine that like because the way that they went extinct is most likely because the water too cold but here they are living at the bottom of the ocean where the water is the coldest or not the coldest obviously because the arctic but like very cold uh-huh. so i don't understand how that worked either
0: it was yeah it was a few degrees below freezing it was like negative three it was three below so um it was like three below Celsius. That's so what? it was like in the, you know, that's what they said in the movie. It's like, oh, temperature is mm-hmm. like 28 degrees. They were like temperatures uh, neg- is three degree, degrees below freezing. Um, so yeah, it made no, which I was going to ask you, like, are there sharks? Because that shark moves between the very, very high pressure of like a right. thousand ATM up to the surface. Yeah. And like hangs out in both. And I know that like blue whales will hang, they mostly are in the middle of the ocean, the middle range of the ocean, but they'll go up to the surface and they'll dive deep to eat. Yeah. Are there any sharks that have a range of from the ocean floor up to the surface of the ocean and Uh like they happily hunt in all of that? Are there any sharks that move that or are they zoned the way that like most fish are?
2: Um, So there are definitely a lot of deep sea sharks that will come up to the surface. So there's that, like, I guess, I was going to say daily, but I guess it'd be like nightly migration of Mm. like animals from the deep sea coming up towards the surface, Mm. which is why I don't want to be swimming at night. uh, (laughs) So you'll have like cookie cutter sharks will come up. I don't know other deep sea species uh, like frilled sharks, goblin Mm. sharks. um, Goblin sharks come to the surface. I'm not 100% sure that goblin sharks do, but it would not surprise me. That's horrifying. Um, They're really cool, though.
0: So, I mean, yeah, but they ha- don't they aren't they the ones that have the second mouth like the alien and aliens?
2: So yeah, so most sharks have that where basically like okay. their jaw like protrudes, but like they just take it to like a whole new level. So their face looks so flat like their their rostrum, their nose and like they basically it's attached to like ligaments or tendons. I don't remember which one. I'm not very great at anatomy. <laughs> but, like. Basically like doesn't have to move the rest of its body and its jaws just go like this, grab its prey and then uh, come. Uh, okay. Wow. It's so gross, but so cool. Yeah. 10 out of 10 recommend a YouTube video on that. I'm one. gonna find videos
1: of that and make gifts to post along uh, with this yes. episode because that is yes. fucking nuts.
0: Yeah, everything yeah. at the ocean like at the deep sea is just it's an and alien, it's, oh, it's an alien it's and it's the amazing. Equivalent of an alien. Yeah, yeah. So now, yeah
1: with something knowing that like you know human bodies are fragile we're obviously not built for the sea we need things to go down that far when you have something that like like are are the are rules at all similar for how like a fish would a a, a sea creature would ascend from like because these this is like famously the Mariana Trench. This is where it hides all the things subaquatic that we've never heard of that rise. The the special pocket of existence that this giant shark lives in is beneath the Mariana Trench, where there is also a giant squid. So like there are just giant animals down there. And the giant squid right. was dope though. Yeah, yeah. Like there thank God it's a land of giants. It's not simply the Megalodon. Um when when a, a when a species goes from that deep to the surface, is there like a a surfacing protocol that they do instinctually? Like I can only come up so fast, or like my body's gonna get crushed if I swim this kind. Of, like, or did are their bodies just built for it, and they're they're fine, and like there's no problem with oxygenation or pressure, or whatever anything that is that might affect us and destroy us, turn us inside out or something.
2: I. I'm not super well versed in this specific topic, but from what I know, there's not really like any specific like stops that they need to take or something to okay. come to the surface, you know? Yeah. Um, especially for like cephalopods, they're literally, just, they're just like goop. They're not, okay. but they, are, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They might <laughs> um, as well be. Right. And like the, a huge thing that we have to worry about is the air in our lungs. So if we were to take like a huge deep breath, this is why mm-hmm. they tell you not to hold your breath while you're scuba diving. Mm-hmm. If you were to take a huge deep breath at the bottom of the ocean and then come to the surface, your lungs are just going to pop because the air is expanding. Oh, um, Woo-hoo. but like sharks don't have to worry about that. So like bony fish have yeah. swim bladders. It's like air filled and they mm-hmm. can regulate that however they regulate that. But sharks, don't have that they just have this big fatty liver full of you know like lipids and fats and whatever that helps with buoyancy so mm. you don't have to worry about like the air and things Got it. um it's so weird i that whole like migration from deep sea to the surface is like the weirdest thing ever and then there are like surface species that we know of that dive a lot deeper than we thought they ever did too huh. so uh-huh it's there's so much still to learn about you know this this these different layers that everything goes through and like how they go about it and why they're doing these things
1: right because like we don't have like we we obviously we have like birds and such that fly but like we don't have anything that we know of that lives in the sky like it's not like there are species of things that live in the highest reaches of the atmosphere that then like come down and hang around and sit in park benches and we feed them bread like but they're like just the the extremity of the echo of the environmental of the um I'm not thinking of the word right now of the 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 ecosystem shift from like surface level to sea floor. Like that is, that's like going into space and then, but there are things instead of things living just beyond our atmosphere, like hanging out with our satellites and just like looping around in space, they're fucking living on the sea floor. And then they can come up and also exist at a totally different environment. Like that just the, the, survivability of that and the malleability of that just explodes my mind the adaptability of sea creatures jordan you would have liked to have seen that monologue
0: that you just gave about the megalodon when the megalodon was was introduced correct is that would (laughs) would have given you the excitement you needed about this for this film
1: Somebody be in awe of the ocean in the way that they fucking should be, man. You you didn't
0: like Jason Statham just saying it's a megalodon and then just like moving on quickly,
1: like immediately identifying it from one glance. I understand more someone just saying it's a fire twister, like that's something (laughs) we see all the time, than someone just being like it's a megalodon. Like, yeah. Well, let's unpack that a
2: little. I would have been losing my mind. I would have been like, oh my gosh, can you believe this shark that we thought extinct, literally the largest shark that we've ever known to exist is here right now and is still alive. I would have lost my yeah. entire, like my whole being would just yeah. be gone. Yeah. I know what to do with myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I've, honestly, I've, this is what I've been living for, but
1: now that I have it, I've lost my mind and I can't do it anymore. I feel like right. we really were missing
0: out on the cut to the, everyone in the control room looking at each other and being like the giant extinct, Shark? That's I mean it's a, like we were missing the some same reaction thing. beyond it, like Jason Statham just immediately identifying it while the oceanographer was bewildered by the
1: concept. It is the same thing as if Godzilla appeared. It is the same thing as if man recreated dinosaurs and there was something like Jurassic Park and Sam Neil sees the dinosaurs for the first time and is like crying in through the hood of the jeep. Like it is that. Level of like magnificence, and I feel like this movie really shortchanges the level of even in Deep Blue Sea, like you know the LL Cool J Samuel L Jackson shark movie with a large but ostensibly normal sized shark, there was more of like an intense craze around that shark than there is around this Meg. Which of course, because it's a a giant monster movie, a a giant shark movie, we have to assume it's a monster. Do you? Because like you're you're talking Jada about like sharks being the the puppies of the sea in some ways, and like, you know, these little sea dogs. When this giant shark shows up, do you feel like they are incorporating appropriate shark behavior into how this animal is encountering humans? Or is Um, this like,
2: no, listen, this is uncharitable to sharks. I, just the way that it just like, ah, a beach of people must Mm -hmm. I'm like, first of all, no, that's not, no, that's not how that would go because one mm-hmm. that's not what sharks do they're not just like this is people this is a resource <laughs> eat. that's not yeah. how it works they're like that doesn't look like prey i'm gonna go elsewhere uh-huh. um also the likelihood of you getting attacked on like a super huge populated beach is very slim i feel like they're like that's a lot to deal with and right i'm, scared. I'm gonna go somewhere else also just the fact that this shark is like the size of like a whale shark today like 40 feet the upper estimate is like 60 but that might be getting a little big Mm -hmm. um we're like tic tacs for that like why would we yeah be we're not like a a substantial food source yeah that of an animal like they need whales things like that so like there's no reason for like if you're really hungry yeah are you gonna go up to like a bowl of m&ms and eat (laughs) the entire thing or are you gonna go It's a steak, like, what are you going (laughs) to (laughs)
1: do? I think that is actually the perfect illustration of when, like, yeah, if I'm, like, really hungry and I have another other option, I will eat so many pretzel sticks, but all that (laughs) is is a stand-in for a more substantial meal that, like, if the whole ocean is my option, I'm not going to opt for the pretzel sticks. Yeah, I'm not swimming a long distance for Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not going out of my way for the fucking pretzel sticks. I also, am... we've seen the shark now eat increasingly small
0: items. Like, what's <laughs> great is that we start off with the sharks eating a giant squid, and that's so cool. It's huge. Giant <laughs> squids are massive. And then the shark eats whales, and you're like, wow, that's really big as well. And the shark <laughs> eats a boat. <laughs> and then the shark just starts eating individual humans, and you like, funny. <laughs> buddy you can do better like dream bigger here than (laughs) you have done better like the wall the wall is is probably way more effort to eat him than you need to put into things
2: (laughs) they play whale sounds to attract it don't they at one point yeah yeah you're gonna tell me that it can't hear whale sounds that are happening elsewhere like not like across the ocean obviously but like so it's just like I it would be able to hear some whale sounds and be like, uh-huh. oh, that sounds way more interesting than spring break in Miami. Like, I don't understand why that was the choice. I mean, I do because it's a monster movie and you gotta make it right. But like, right. Yeah. Realistically, no.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, it's a. It was definitely a weird. The fact that they're like, yeah, this is gonna be. It's gonna just plow through, and it doesn't eat them particularly efficiently. It seems to eat people individually versus just like opening its mouth and just going for all of the humans at once. It's like no. Yeah. I'm, eh. Like a
2: basking shark, yeah. Just open their mouth and like go. They just they (laughs) passively filter feeder, and they literally they just like they look like wind socks to me. There's just like the tube, yeah. uh, And they just like passively filter feed where they have their mouth open. They just go and they're like Uh whatever I collect is what I will swallow. And I'm like that seems super inefficient, but it's worked for you, so okay. (laughs) So I feel like I mean that's probably not natural for a megalodon, but like if that was your option and you had right. bitty bitty, tiny things to eat like that's what I would do
0: yeah I just feel like it would be the way that it was chewing things was again to go back to the M&M analogy like if every time that you ate an M&M you were actually you were you instead of just like taking a bite putting an M&M in your mouth and then chewing you're like like that's just gonna hurt your teeth after a while no wonder a megalodon needs so many extra rows of teeth like in that case you're just knocking them all out because you're eating an individual M&M with the world's largest bites
2: like they also like big drama. Sh- sharks also don't like chew the way we chew. Mm, sure. We chew to like break down our food. Yeah. But they just like rip it into smaller pieces and swallow it.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's how I eat though.
2: <laughs> now steak is probably too large, but we're going to give it a shot anyway. Yeah.
1: Every, every meal is an adventure for me. Now, based on your based on your knowledge as somebody who is working in like this is a scientific field, you're not just like a casual observer of sharks. Like if we if something like this were to surface, if there was gigantic fucking shark that's is, is it really like what do you think is our first order as like a human response, like from what you've seen of how we operate with species of of animal, of shark? are, are, are you like, well, the problem is, is we're definitely going to send something in to kill it. Or like, uh, or is the first order of business going to be like, we need to get it. I don't know, a giant fucking net. Like we need to somehow enclose this thing. Like what is actually, do you think our first order of human business, if something this scary, but still familiar to our consciousness in the form of a shark, like it isn't Godzilla. Like how are we actually going to approach this thing? Because, you know, Jason Statham's job is to kill it
2: immediately. Right. Um, Honestly, I think we would probably tag it, maybe put, like, a camera tag on it, too, so that we could track it Mm -hmm. and try to see, like, what it's doing and, like, what it's eating. Um, Because I feel like that would be the public's greatest concern is, like, what is it eating? Does it want to eat us? Yeah. The answer is no. You're, again, small. That's not super efficient. It's going to go bigger. Um, Yeah, I think we would probably tag it and try to see, like, how deep is it diving? Where Mm -hmm. in the world is it trying to go? uh what is it doing why is it like we would probably try to figure out why is it suddenly here and we've never seen it before um, yeah but
1: yeah maybe if i really want the norwegian slow cinema version of this movie that's just that <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's just that that's just existence
2: with a megalodon literally just <laughs> around i'd be all right with that i think that'd be cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah whenever in the movies
0: whenever they're like no we shouldn't kill it it's for science and I'm like I understand logically that no we shouldn't kill the giant shark because science but in the movie world within the context of the movie it's always an absurd statement to me because I'm like I mean guys we know what it's up to at this point and what it's up to is eating the boats and right so at that moment when when the oceanographer um when uh, It's just like, no, 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 we shouldn't kill it. I'm like, where are you going to store it? It's mm -hmm, 25. It's as big as as a blue whale. Like unless you're storing it in the oceanography hall at the (laughs) Museum of Natural History in New York, like we got nowhere to we're not putting that anywhere but i understand like logically yes as soon as you said it, jade i'm like yeah those are the science reasons to not kill it but in my head i'm immediately as just like a horrible disaster movie watcher i'm like yeah, yeah kill amanda's the thing. fully
1: trained amanda's fully trained by the disaster movie i'm
0: like, ready so. i was i was immediately
1: in i was like what are you out of your mind kill <laughs> it it eats boats <laughs> that well was, we need bigger better boats then there's no bigger better boat
0: that thing was going to eat any boat no matter the size it was like i'll try it And and full respect for its ambition, but that was definitely, I was like, I, 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 as soon as whenever in the movies, whenever they're like, no, we can't kill it. I'm like, oh, can't we
1: though? See, this is is why
0: point of unbelievability for me.
1: This is why I like where the new Godzilla universe is because when we, I like the, I like that that, that we came into it with, um. I think it's gareth edwards not evans or maybe it is gareth evans um not edwards uh who directed like the 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 beginning reboot of of uh godzilla where we bring in the mutos and so the movie is about the merging of godzilla and the mutos in san francisco so what we get to have is a pro godzilla movie where It like the end of that movie, spoiler everybody, like the end of that movie, it's amazing. Godzilla has been fighting the Mutos like at various points in the world. They merge or the Mutos have been been coming from various points in the world. The Mutos merge in San Francisco with Godzilla. It becomes a fight. And then Godzilla kills the Mutos because he has to establish that he is the monster alpha, the kaiju alpha. And then he just like leaves into the sea. And we see a news like broadcast the Chiron below it. That's like Godzilla king of the monsters question mark like savior or like villain and it's like that's goddamn right we got a godzilla movie where he's like our buddy and on our side which throws us into godzilla king of the monsters a far better movie than it got credit for being where it's basically like our friend godzilla versus all of the like rising kaiju who are like we're gonna take over the world and godzilla's like fuck you this is my world these people aren't my friends but this is my planet and King Ghidorah doesn't get to say when we're annihilating all the human beings. So I like that we get a pro large beast movie because we just too often are slandering them in the Jordan, way that we this argument. is a pro large beast movie and that beast is jason statham <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he is he is the apex predator baby he is the apex <laughs> he punches
0: he essentially i was like i was so hoping the one thing i wanted from this film was does jason statham punch a shark <laughs> in the face that was all that was the <laughs> Absolute, that's a complete point weird. of entry for me on this yeah, film. And like, sense. I was like, if we don't do that, then this gets one towering inferno, that's it. <laughs> and he does, essentially. Like he punches a shark in the face with with a weapon. And I was like, yep, done. We're in, I'm good, I'm fine. That's all I needed. Jason don't... Statham p- beats a shark by punching it in the face. <laughs> I just
2: don't understand that. Like, <laughs> it's <laughs> and it's hilarious. But like, I don't care if you're The Rock, you're Terry Crews, Jathan Statham, Mm. Jason Statham Statham <laughs> or whoever else. Uh do you think that punching the world's largest shark in the face is gonna do literally anything? <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> shot he that. shot it <laughs> he shot it through the
0: eye uh with vengeance. That's how it works. He's gonna it's what it's was gonna do, it's gonna show him who's
2: boss. <laughs> I love honestly the part where he like shoots it through the eye with that uh spear gun or whatever it was. Uh-huh. Um almost reminds me of like a Greenland shark because Greenland sharks this is totally weird and I feel like I'm getting way too sciencey with this but I know no, um, I love um, it. This the Greenland shark most of them have like parasitic copepods on their eyeballs that basically make them blind on like both eyes most of the time. So they just know, have I, so many of them that it like creates like a cataract kind of or well, it'll just be like one. But it's just like on the middle of their eye, like you should look it up. It literally oh. you like this little dangly thing off their eyeballs. It's super weird, and it makes me very uncomfortable. I'm really not a fan of parasites. I know they do great things for our environment, but they make right. me very uncomfortable. I want um, no part of it. But they just have like little danglies off their eyeballs, and I'm like weird. Uh, makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> the is, Greenland shark is dope, so whatever. Is
1: that now? Is that um? Is that a reciprocal relationship, or is that like? Like, what is that? Like, how? why, why did they get to the bee there? Like, I, I don't, it's not like the shark has hands and it can take it off, but like, what is allowing it's why, why is that happening? Like, why can they just stay?
2: Um I'm not exactly sure why that happens. Um, one hypothesis may be that the Greenland shark is just so slow that they can't huh. really escape some parasites. I don't know. They, they're so slow, like their lifestyle, the way they move, like everything is just so s- slow. I'm like, cause it was in the Arctic, like right. you try moving fast when you're, when you're freezing cold, like it's just not, it doesn't Fair, work. Yeah. So, um, they're, uh, believed to be the oldest living vertebrate species on the planet, which is really cool. They are, wow. they can live. Uh, there was one, mm-hmm. um, that was estimated to be between like 300 to 512 years old. Uh, insane. Wow. He was, he was here during the Hamilton times. I love
1: <laughs> Jesus. Him um,
2: so like, that's crazy. Right. So I don't know. Everything they do is just so slow and they're just so old, old men. It's like, yeah. so old
1: men in the
0: Arctic. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just, now all I can hear is I'm not throwing away my shark. And so I'm not throwing away my shark. Ah! <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I now have to make an
2: entire pair. You
0: absolutely need to. I'm not throwing away my shark and just make a whole song about all the different sharks and why you're not throwing those specific sharks away.
2: Well, they are importance in like the, in the food chain and stuff. Another really cool thing about the Greenland shark is that their uh, their mm. flesh, like if you were to eat them, will basically get you intoxicated. Really? I like. Don't know, I don't know what like chemical it is in like their flesh, but if you eat it, it will basically make you feel drunk. It's very weird. Um, people will like jerky, like t- turn it into jerky for like their sled dogs and stuff. I don't know. Greenland sharks oh. are really cool. Um, interesting old men. I love them. <laughs> Now, do you think given like
1: given our look at this, given our look at this shark, would does that shark like physiologically track as what would exist natively at the depth that it did compared to other sharks that might live at deep sea levels? Like, did that even did that shark even look right for what they were asking that shark to have naturally come from?
2: The megalodon? Yeah. Uh, Honestly, not really. Okay. Um, I feel like it's hard for me to be like, I know what a deep sea animal would look like. Sure. Because you really never do. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're t- <laughs> truly fucking space aliens. Yeah. But like a lot of the big sharks that you see down there are like sleeper sharks and they got like these big old eyes. That's another thing. The Meg's eyes are very small. Mm, and if it's like yeah. deep depth like that, it's not going to let enough light in to be able to see. So right. But it's basically blind when it's at the bottom of the ocean. Uh-huh. Um, so. That's one thing. Um, Its nose was very wide. It reminded me of a tiger shark. That doesn't really mean anything. It just Mm -hmm. was a thought that I had. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I would assume its eyes would need to be bigger. Um, That's, like, my main thing. It's, like, Mm, another cool thing, there are bioluminescent sharks that just make light down at the bottom of the ocean. Like the puppet shark or the lantern shark. That's dope. So I think that's one of the coolest things. I don't think that the Meg would be able to do that. Mm. Uh, we have no idea, but like, I'm almost positive that they didn't. It's a different genus of shark, but mm. um, they'd want to be able to see some of that light. Their yeah. eyes are too small. I guess. Yeah.
1: yeah. No, that makes, that makes complete sense. Yeah. I just think of like, in those like extremes down at the very bottom, like I just, I, I, I'm so curious to know sort of what the physical Because like you see, you see images, like obviously the most kind of outrageous like fish and creatures you see from down there are like, you know, they look like fucking science fiction and they've got the claws and the giant teeth and a light dangling in front of their fish forehead. And so like I, it just seems like the Meg
2: looks too normal to live in. Yeah. It looks so, it looks so much
1: like a shark. We would see it. It looks so much like Jaws that it's like, like, I don't know problem that like a a dog shark could be this big, but it's like, but that dog shark was like around the surface beaches of this town. And it's like, but would that, would that thing living basically like the surface of the moon look like something that we have such a ready visual language for?
0: Yeah. And after, I mean, so it goes extinct 2 million years ago, theoretically. So it's had 2 million years to evolve and adapt to that environment that it's right. been living under yeah
1: for its eyes to get the size of like yeah huge fucking tar car tires yeah it can def i mean two million years is plenty of time for
0: it to change and develop i mean humans have changed and developed over two million years why couldn't a shark
1: <laughs> incrementally well for some reason we still have appendices who yeah, knows that they were way more useful two million years ago i bet <laughs> Yeah, I assume so. It seems like there would just be a clerical error dangling in our abdomens.
2: (laughs) I just think that it's really cool that we missed the Megalodon, like early humans existing at the same time. Megalodon was like so close. (laughs) We didn't over... Yeah, but it was so, oh my gosh, that's so cool
0: though. <laughs> it's incredibly cool. Like imagine just being like an early man, just like, you know, just hanging out at the shoreline and then all of a sudden you see that fin.
2: <laughs> like the size of you almost, like that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Now with you, both of you being uh, science people, Amanda being a, a two, was it two thirds of a geology degree science yeah. person? Um, how does Jason stay them track? as a figure of science. Well, he's not a figure that. of science. He's a diver. That's, he's a, that's right. He's a diver. I was he's confusing him with an, with an oceanographer.
0: Yeah, I know. The oceanographer is Suyin. <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah. And then her dad is just dad. amorphously a scientist. He just yes. is a scientist. That was his title.
2: Yes. Here's the one issue I have with, uh, what was her name? Suyin, yeah. Suyin? It's hard to remember
0: because like, I feel like no one says her name particularly
2: i just don't remember really any of their names from the movie no
0: it's just jonas and jonas and the wall are the only two i ever remember And the wall i'm like you guys keep calling him that but like in professional settings and that's right
2: right. (laughs) Uh, yeah so the issue that i have with her is she lets her daughter roam around this station yeah what are you doing there's this is an expensive thing that you're on there's so much expensive equipment around. You're just going to let your eight-year-old wander around with her little toys and be like, Oh, this is fine.
0: (laughs) Thank you. The fact that I'm like, why is the child in the sub?
2: Who let the child have at how, who leaves the sub unlocked? (laughs) Do you not have like a nanny or like a babysitter that you can send her to for like a few hours while you get some science done? This is not a good idea. I liked that when she,
0: like, when scenes about to go into the sub, her, into the, the little, like, submersible herself, and she walks by her daughter, who is in the middle of a hallway, having taken all of her toys into yes. the middle of the hallway to pose dramatically and be like, Mommy, where are you going? Mm-hmm. Like, that is, that is an eight-year-old child. That is <laughs> too old to be just, like, a who's teeth, like, Is she doing school from home? (laughs) Clearly a long-term project here. Does she have no peers? That child is going to be like, she's a wonderful disaster child. I didn't love her. But also don't take her on the escape. Like that's going to be a weird socialization for her. She ends up on the boat when they're like, we're going to go follow the Megalodon. We know it's dangerous. Mom's going to go into the submersible to try and kill the Megalodon. Let's bring the kid along.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No you've seen or you at least can assume that this megalodon is going to uh, cuz it's a monster movie destroy the boat that they're on right. and you yeah bring the kid yeah. It'll be a great experience for her. Just make sure she's in a life jacket. She'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, put her
0: and DJ in life jackets. It'll be fine. DJ, who I've, I was like, the whole time, I was like, justice for DJ, man. This guy, like, I know they're like, we're going to make him the comic relief. And I was like, let's not make DJ the comic relief. He's undergoing major trauma here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was terrified of swimming and like being on the boat and yeah, in general. Yeah,
0: yeah. And just wants Sharks to like, in he just wants to wear his hat and be on the research station. Let him wear a hat and be on the research station. I don't know why he brought that many Kangals,
1: but power to him. <laughs> I want like yeah, that that is that's really unfortunate. I felt and, I like the two of them. I was just like, just leave both of them at home.
0: It's fine. They'll be okay. They can take care of each other. But like, don't do this, this poor man. <laughs> also,
2: I'm like, I'm like, oh, what a stereotype that the black guy doesn't want to go out on the water. I'm like, right. of course. I'm like, hey, me, you can yeah. take me with you. I Well, yeah, Yeah, no, Jada,
0: it's they, they, but they specifically call out the irony of it, Jada, so that makes it not racist. Which I I was the whole time. I was like, "Are you fucking
1: kidding me?" You can no, they're they're making Meg, they're making the Meg too, and I would love to see an introduction of you as a character where it's just you starts out with you just jumping up in the background with your hand raised, like I want to go, I'm ready to go. Yeah,
3: please
2: take me with you. Yeah, get me out there. I don't even care. The risks are worth it. Let's go. <laughs> I will if I any do-
0: of the producers are listening. She doesn't need dialogue. She doesn't <clears throat> need acting trading. <throat> no. Just put her in the situation and
2: let her go. Look, my expression, my my very expression-ish. Yeah. Heavily (laughs) expressive, expressive, expressive. That's a word. It's not early, but it's early. Um, My face will say enough. I am very loud and I can be loud with just my face as well. (laughs) And you can be a science advisor. You can be a consultant. Yeah. Everybody wins. Totally random thing. But uh, one of my uh, mentors is and was an advisor, uh, a consultant for Finding Nemo to make sure that it was accurate. He tells us all the stories about it, too. Yeah, it's cool.
1: I mean, I think that's That's the real like that. What a sweet spot gig to be um, like as we had when we had Mika McKinnon on here for um, San Andreas. Like she's a geophysicist and it sounds like she she does regular consulting For like works and and fiction projects and that is so
2: cool yeah yeah you just
0: get to yell at them and be like no but what if it
1: were more accurate and then yeah well and being able to tell being able to guide people to like okay okay i know you need to get crazy but here's how you can make crazy kind of possible like rooting rooting the like extra outlandishness of uh, a science fiction or, or a monster movie into things that are actually real science like that's really fucking cool that's that's something like there's this uh creature designer named neville page and uh he does like he does very high tier work like work work like like avatar like he he's a very big deal and he worked on this little um uh creature feature called sweetheart that came out last year and i had the coolest conversation with him on the phone for like Oh, more than an hour, probably hour, hour and a half where like I was just asking him in detail, like this monster that you barely get to see. I'm asking him detailed questions about like how they came up with this idea. And he roots every feature of a creature he makes in reality. So like he was explaining to me like what the little duct on the back of its head was functional for because if it was a creature that was from like natively this kind of environment, it would need this kind of apparatus to like breathe in these environments. So he like studies the biology of things that bear like similar ecological environments to the creatures he creates and then puts aspects of real animals on them to make sure that the way they move it physically like responds to the physical realities of the world around them and like that is really that like like the idea of like you know what let's give the megs some bigger eyes guys because this is coming from down and then you have a shark that like looks like you know a big giant fucking great white basically but then like oh man but it also is like scary and more alien because it has these giant eyes like that would make it cooler that would make it more awesome okay so here's what i want to present Knowing that there's a Meg 2 coming, in your dream scenario, what, like, you know, each of you understand science more than I do, and obviously you're a resident expert here, Jada. What do you, in your dream scenario, it was like, you know what, if I could really do anything I wanted with the Meg 2, besides putting yourself in it, as I would like to see, um, what would you like to see out of the shark in the Meg 2, in, like, your dream shark expert scenario?
2: I would love to see this shift in the public eye of mm. sharks that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. has like, like in the movie and hopefully also like in real life mm-hmm. um, have like this, this shift where like in the movie, the public is like, ah, sharks. And then the scientists are like, wait, no, 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 it's okay. It's not going to eat you because of X, Y, and Z. Also sharks are important. Yeah. He's extinct. It survived this long for a reason. Maybe we shouldn't kill it. And then the public is like, Wow, you're right. Science means something, and I can listen to it more often. And maybe we shouldn't kill all the sharks. Please exist on our Earth, shark, and yes. I will stay out of the way. That's what I would love. And it may be. I see. Here's the thing. I was going to say maybe one of the most boring films you've ever seen. But if you put me in it, I get <laughs> so much fun. And, and, so uh yeah producers directors hello casting crew um, (laughs) take take a chance on me please take a chance (laughs) just have Jada popping up at the bottom of
1: the screen every so often to correct Jason Statham (laughs) on his shark facts. I really think there's, I really think there's a world in which actually it becomes compelling. You can make compelling monster cinema out of exactly what you're saying, Jada, where it does become like a a Godzilla King of the Monsters situation where you can have an even bigger, scarier megalodon for number two, because that you got to have that. You have to have a bigger, you have to have bigger fish. Um, But you make the enemy the bureaucracy. Like we see in so many disaster movies. You make the enemy the bureaucracy and people trying to abuse science for their own capitalistic gain. And then it's like, wait, wait, wait. We're diverting our energy to the wrong enemy. The enemy is not the megalodon. The enemy is capitalism. And so then you go after like the corporate baron, like basically Kelsey Grammer figure in Transformers 4. And (laughs) you make that the focus of the malice and the shark somehow becomes your compatriot in taking down the the baron the robber baron or hear me out we do an underwater the meg crossover we (laughs) end up
0: with the meg is fighting that cthulhu creature yes the meg fighting davy jones yeah fighting that like weird like i want either meg to i personally i want like I do. I want the Meg to be the good guy. Yeah. I want it to be fighting like essentially Cthulhu or like a giant squid the size of a seven forty seven that is terrorizing. Like, how is it not a better movie if Jason Statham is riding the megalodon? I was, gu- I at was one imagining. Point. Yeah. The, if the Jason Statham should be riding on the megalodon. Like yeah. He's, like he's Aquaman riding on a dolphin.
1: Exactly. How is that not a better movie?
2: Well, <laughs> while wearing
0: while wearing a turtleneck.
2: Yeah, I, okay, I will say, um, for those of you out there that are thinking riding a shark would be cool in any space other than a movie, please don't. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a bad idea for you, it's a bad idea for the shark. Also, fun fact, like I said before, their their skin is basically like tiny teeth, they're called dermal denticles, and they're shaped differently for each species. Wow. Um, and it's sandpaper, you will get this thing called shark burn, it's basically like rug burn, but like more extreme and a little spicier. Really? Yeah. So, uh, don't just, like, if you're, don't touch a shark. But if you're touching a shark from head to tail, you'll probably be fine. If you're going the other direction, you do it too many times, might slough off a layer of skin or so. So, uh, yeah, don't touch a shark. Um, is it kind
1: of like, is it kind of like with snakes, like, always go with the grain of the scales yeah, kind
2: of thing? Yeah. So, like, if these are, like, the scales and, like, this, my fingers are, like, the pointy part, It they're all going to be laying like this. Oh. And the tail is over there. Um. I feel like is this podcast you can't be able to see the video in the podcast Um, (laughs) you you guys get the idea yeah yeah. um (laughs) um yeah so it's they they feel like sandpaper they look like they feel smooth they don't they look so smooth wow
1: this does that hurt them if it goes like in the opposite direction are you hurting them I don't think so okay
2: it's like, like, it's like a dog. Like, don't do that. Cause like, if you do, yeah. you're like a crazy person. Like, why yeah. would you have a dog? <laughs>
1: back? Yeah. Do. Yeah. Like right from the back end where it's not, it's not like around the ears, you can do whatever you want, but around the back end, it's like, why are you pushing up like the hind right. corner
2: hair? Yeah. Like that's <laughs> you weird. Psycho. I don't think it hurts them, but they're probably like you <laughs> Yeah, what is this? A really
3: annoying feeling is, is really what it seems like.
0: I am a hundred percent gonna do this to my dog later just to see what happens. Because he's so accommodating that he'll probably look at me and be like, this is weird and I dislike it, but you're attentioning me. So yes. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I can't wait to just get that that wave of reactions from uh, him.
3: I will say Ladybird absolutely despises it. Like if you pet, <laughs> if you pet her, her hind end in reverse, she'll look back at you like, what the, what are you? <laughs> stop. Ugh. It's like not even, it's not like mad. It's not like, it's just like, <laughs> this is strange. Like, I don't, you
1: pervert. Stop. Yeah. Yeah. You sicko. Leave what the room. is this? Leave the room.
2: Get out of my room, person. Um, I'm also curious to see how they go about bringing in a new Meg for the second movie. Right. Um, Will there be
1: another subterranean pocket of like a micro ecosystem?
2: I'm wondering if they're like, ah, the two Megs that escaped mated when we didn't know and now there's a new one. But like did it come out of an egg? Because if it did, I don't think that would be accurate. This is the type of shark I wouldn't expect to come from an egg. Mm. The type of shark I would expect to give live birth. So mm. I don't know. I'm just, I'm really curious to see how they're going to go about bringing up this new Meg, but it yeah, does feel very wild.
1: disaster movie. The idea of a gargant the idea yeah. of an egg, the size of a fucking tour bus True. sitting yeah. somewhere where they're like, it gave birth.
2: See, but if they, if they go about it, the way of like giving birth or laying an egg, like mating in some way. Yeah. It would not have had enough time to gestate. Right, yeah. right, right. So, so I'm curious now, is there a chance the think- new
3: Meg might be Meg Ryan?
2: <laughs> there a
1: chance? i mean she's due for a renaissance she is. i, I, I want to see her in a high profile a um, <laughs> it's it's wild to me that like in
0: terms of just that it's not a very large area that the sharks are all living in and you have to deal with like the idea that there's only so many of a certain type of species that can be sustained in an area yeah so the idea that there's not one not two, but yeah. three possible mega sharks, like just giant sharks. With those scary. dietary requirements. Yeah.
2: Well, we're going to lose a bunch of whales. Uh, that's yeah. Like, that's not great. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's just all the whales.
1: <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. do we feel ready to proceed then to what was this movie really about? Sure. I, uh, yeah,
0: I mean, I just, again, I've covered the one reality index thing that I wanted right. to hit, which was that I fully believed that Jason Statham would bring a turtleneck anywhere that he's traveling. So that's all sure. that I cared about. Uh,
3: that's before before it. we talk about what the movie yes. is uh, really about, I think that it's time for the listeners to uh, hear about our friends at Super Yaki.
1: Oh, okay. Is it I that didn't... time?
3: It is that time.
0: It is that time.
3: Folks. Do you love? No, I don't have the ad copy in front of me.
0: <laughs> 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 I was gonna be so impressed if you just, because you were holding the mic, you weren't even looking at anything. I was, right, I and- was
3: trying to like uh, buy time for Jordan to pull it up because I, I could see that she was like desperately uh, scrambling to grab it. it, and so, but I, I thought I could lead it in and then she'd have it, but then I, I couldn't go far enough.
0: Well, thank you, enigmatic producer Jason for your
1: dulcet tones. Of course. Yes. All right. So. You know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. It is Super Yaki time. So, folks, do you love movies? The good ones? Even the bad ones? Everyone told you not to like. It sounds like Super Yaki is the place for you. The team at Super Yaki loves movies. So much so that they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bringing you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. From Super Sophic Soft t-shirts advocating for the immediate production of a third national treasure to comfy sweatshirts that serve as a call to arms for those in support of making Judy grows America's lead and seasonal specials. I'm just going to throw this little ad lib in. We've got some Nora Ephron propaganda up on the side on super Yaki recently. I've seen that as a new drop for the holidays. And also, if you love the movie mouse, hunt, I was going to say mouse Hunt. Just if was. you love the movie mouse hunt starring Nathan Lane, like I do, there is a collaboration with the excellent graphic designer sister Hyde that is up on their site right now too so you can get yourself some Mouse Hunt merch. Yeah
0: I was just gonna say weirdly enough Google just recommended that that is a movie I might enjoy and I was like that's weird that you would know that (laughs) like okay Google knowing my soul. Um, (laughs) So anyway they even have pins for some of your favorite directors like Sofia Coppola and Jordan Peele. Super Yaki joyously brings you tangible love letters to movies and to filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at SuperYaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks, and they ship with a compostable poly mailer for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. And as a special gift to you, listeners can save 10% on their order with code SUPERFRIEND, that's all caps, no spaces, SUPERFRIEND, at checkout. If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com, that's S-U-P-E-R.
1: Y a K Let's watch more movies. Hell yeah. Let's do it. And let's mail our gifts to friends and family at the holidays in lieu of travel. Um, and that brings us into that flings us into uh, the, what was this movie about? So Amanda, do you want to start us off with what I, this movie was really about?
0: I will start it off. Sure. <laughs> so what I think this movie is really about, um, I think that the Megalodon is actually a metaphor for uh repressed trauma. Mm, okay. Um and so I think this entire movie is actually about PTSD and repressed trauma. Um uh-huh. we start with Jason Statham experiencing a traumatic event when he is in a submersible and can't rescue everybody and has to make the hard decision to let people die mm-hmm. um, as they beg for their lives, which I found really delight like I, I almost said delightful in that delightful song. was it yeah, yeah I was it's like delightful meant, huh? I guess unusual for a disaster movie that like they weren't stoically like no you have to go and then jason statham's like you're right i have to live with this choice but instead right, they yeah. begging for their lives and jason statham is like oh no yeah that's horrifying um, while while the other heller yells you killed our friends which side note this movie uses mm-hmm. the word friend more than any disaster movie i feel <laughs> the, the real hero in this movie is friendship they talk repeatedly about their friends and he killed our friends and our friends have died i'm like yeah. no one care they're your colleagues they're not your friends guys <laughs> be professional anyway so um i think that the shark is about jason statham the shark is actually a representation of jason statham's trauma which okay. is why um, it comes up from the depths where you don't think it is, then all of a sudden it appears. Um, and then on top of that, there is a second one because oftentimes what you think is really the problem isn't the problem. And it's the (laughs) other bigger shark where you're like, Oh, my issue isn't that I have like, isn't that I have a bad relationship with food. My issue is that the food represents my, like my problems with my parents. And then right, right. Oh, that's the actual shark is the issues with my parents. The real shark isn't, The food. (laughs) To me, that is what this movie is. Is it is about one man grappling and ultimately punching in the face his prior
1: traumas. (laughs) Yes, the face punch. Jada, do you have any takeaways from what this movie is really about? And it can, it it does, you know, it can be anything you want. Any, there are no rules here.
2: Yes. Okay. I don't think this is what it's about, but it's what I really want it to be about.
1: Good enough. revenge Um, (laughs) (laughs) great great
2: literally the meg coming back and being like this is what you get for treating all of my ancestors like shit all the time muja
1: muja the disaster girl's favorite mascot uh alligator that lives in russia would 100 agree with you as he commands all the world species to take vengeance on the human race for their trespasses Yes.
2: yes yes it's angry the meg is like hey we have been on Earth, fun fact, sharks have been around, the lineage of sharks has been around for longer than the lineage of trees. Uh, oh. Trees became a thing about 380 million years ago. Sharks became a thing about 450 million years ago. Wow. So sharks have been around for 450 million years, and here we are basically making them go extinct. Right, So for right. me, this is basically like, I guess, it, whether you want to call it the Meg, or the shark represents all sharks or the mm-hmm. shark represents the earth. Mm-hmm. I would love to think of it as basically whatever entity you want the shark to be being like, Hey, maybe stop uh, destroying everything and treat things with respect. They've been here for a lot longer than you have. This is like the argument that we use, like to our siblings where we're like, well, I was here first. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> first literally everything else on the planet. Like what do you Uh huh. So I'm like, okay, let's just it's that's the way I like to think about it. Um I think it's it's a great like lesson that we all need to be like, hey, we should be more sustainable and hold companies accountable for the damage yeah. they're doing and the way that they're lying to us about mm-hmm. how sustainable they actually are and all these things like that. Um so a little plug, if you are into seafood and you want to find sustainable seafood, Monterey Bay Aquarium is paired with Seafood Watch. So there's a Seafood Watch app that you can oh, use great. To find sustainable seafood around you. So there you go. That it's- is actually
1: extremely helpful because I do love seafood and I do know that uh, sustainable fishing is a huge problem and I really want to use that as a resource. So thank you for letting us know. Yeah, you're welcome. I love that as an about. And I think that really gets to, I think that really gets at the spirit of what we do here on Disaster Girls, like finding that, finding that extra wrinkle. And I, I too, like I, I, I similarly, um, I think, I think Jada's takeaway is the best one. And I similarly feel to Amanda, um, I'm going to bring up friendship as well. This is a movie about friendship because, you know, the real, the clearly the real journey of the Meg is the friends they made along the way. They made and lost. (laughs) And it seems like losses could have been mitigated by uh, just letting some fucking people stay on the boat and wear their hats, Um, stay in the research station and wear their hats where they wanted to be. And they didn't need to be subjected to excessive peril, uh, nor did small children. So it's really like it's a movie about friendship and really a lesson in making better choices about self-preservation than it seems like a lot of the people in this situation are making. You know, again, Subjecting your child to harrowing circumstances, to you know, bringing people along on missions they really have no business on business being on. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna let your guys' ideas ride as the prevailing one, and I'm gonna stick with I love teams of disaster movie friends, which is evidenced by mine and Jason's love of the movie Underwater, perhaps one of the great action movies about friendship I've ever seen. Hell yeah, my dude! dude. <laughs> That movie, that, that movie rips that movie fucking rocks. And it is a movie about people going out of their way to self-sacrifice for others the entire time. Like, no, no, no. You simply can't put yourself in peril. Let me. So, you know, we can all learn a thing or two about disaster friendships from, from, from a movie like that. And the Meg I think has a thing to learn about the, the friendships at its core that it, that it could take some cues from underwater yeah, in terms of the vengeance thing, I was so
0: on. Yeah, I think that's with that, with this that movie's idea.
1: about revenge. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> well, when it, when it takes down the boat of guys who, when it, when we find the boat wreckage of guys who have taken the fins off of sharks, and then like we just find there are some guys dismembered arm, I was like, yes, make this a movie of vengeance. I want that shark going after like whaling vessels. Yeah, I want it going after like oil tankers and just the military. As yeah, a-
1: it would have been right. It would have been right. <laughs> just a vengeance shark. <laughs> yeah, the vengeance. divine hammer of shark
2: justice oh i have a random thought this isn't necessarily it's not at all a vengeance thing how did that dog survive uh right <laughs> and i forgot you think that the shark ate the dog yeah and then yeah. pops the blader. but i'm like you this tiny little itty bitty yorkie's been swimming for like half an hour and he's not happy yeah. yet what do you mean? Yeah, and that nothing, dog nothing
0: about that dog situation was believable. Like that there's no way that dog jumps off the boat. There's no way that dog swims that far away from the boat in those circumstances <laughs> regardless. I think maybe like the cuz the shark comes and like put has the big mouth thing and it pushes the water forward. So I'm wondering if the dog was so light and buoyant. Yeah, Your maybe dog it was- just surfed the wave forward and was outside of the mouth of the shark and it just ate the bridal party instead
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just not, ate the bridal party instead norpies are not made to be playing fetch in water so i don't no. know why that's what they were like oh go get the tennis ball you'd be like no that's not yeah. how it would work if you had like an irish setter or a lab sure yeah. not this itty bitty thing don't bring uh-huh. your toy breed to play fetch but, in the water like uh, i will say though and this is a controversial uh controversial thought of mine, mm. but any dog, any movie that kills a dog is automatically a bad movie. Yeah, uh, No,
0: that's not controversial.
2: That's a, that's a cool. rule of cinema. So I was like, wow, they killed this dog. I, I, we guys. And then it, I saw that it lived, and I was like, oh, this isn't a terrible movie.
1: So, we've okay. done enough. Like the dog, the dog has done enough narrative work in movies. I don't think we need the dog device anymore. Like if you're just going to have a family pet, that's one thing, but making the dog, the peril is like no we we we've we've simply seen it before i don't need the like you know in the uh the stuck in the supermarket with a shark australian movie that we watched um bait uh there's obvious like some you know mostly dislikable character has a tiny dog and the dog is swimming around and like I don't need the distraction of wondering whether or not a completely helpless animal is going to be consumed by a beast. Like, I, I don't, I would like to not see that again. I watched a very in
0: counterpoints two two counterpoints, but they're both from the 90s. So might be wrong. Mm. One is volcano because well, yeah, lava is iconic. Well, and also Independence and, Day. Okay, fair. But then also um, ca- the other end of that lost world, that dog gets eaten that dog gets eaten good. And you know what? That's like the one time that I've ever been like, I'm okay with a dog being eaten because it has the chain hanging out of the mouth and it's like a great callback to the original Jurassic Park. But then also I'm like, yeah, that is what it like. If you have
1: to go out getting eaten by a T-Rex, that's how a dog should go. What I'm saying is- Dog's natural predator. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is we've seen it, and that was the 90s, and that was 30 fucking years ago. Don't, let's not, let's not put numbers on how long ago the 90s was. Yeah, that was, that was, that was enough years ago to reaffirm my point that we've been doing this long enough. I don't actually need the scene anymore with the Shih Tzu that's going to be consumed by something.
2: Like, that's that's fair. That's like. I just love, I just love that, like. (laughs) I had forgotten about the dog, and I had just accepted it was that it was dead. Yeah, and then yeah. it popped later, and I was like, "Oh, yay,
1: happy!" Yeah, they know, they know, they know exactly what's going to happen. They've got, they know the, they know that little burst of, of like dopamine's going to come through. But just Maybe like
2: they did that, because they were like. Maybe some people will be really mad about the fact that we killed the sharks. Yeah. We're going to give them the surviving dog.
1: That's actually a fair, like, oh, well, we do like animals. Like, we have, yeah, the older I get, the definitely harder time I have rooting against the animal. Like, not that I was, like, bloodlusting against the animal antagonist before. Like, I just, I like the excitement of of a disaster movie, like, an action movie. But, like, the older I get, the more it's like, that was, again, going back to Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Another thing that movie did right is basically the the villain's entire purpose for releasing the kaiju and besetting them upon the world. While the villain is defeated, her reason for doing it is actually borne out as scientifically effective and accurate. So even though she's defeated by by releasing the krakens, basically the it the exact effect she was hoping for on the planet does happen like the monsters and their radiation that comes with them leave behind like a huge like fertile swath across the world and things bloom and like fauna's returning kind of thing and it's like oh yeah we got to have like the whole thing in the showdown and we beat the bad guy and she released the kaiju and a bunch of people died oh turns out in the epilogue she was also very right (laughs) she did like questionable means, but it turns out her logic was actually sound and the movie is validating her thesis. So the beasts were right the whole time and like, we fucked up this planet and now we need Kaiju to make it right for us. So like, yeah, I I definitely am much more of like a, like going into the grizzly maze kind of things. I'm kind of rooting for the grizzlies, you know, it's like, get out of their fucking maze. It's called the grizzly maze. Don't go in their maze. It has their name on it. Stay out of the fucking maze and you won't get ripped to shreds, Billy Bob Thornton,
2: you know? Seems self-evident. I have, like, this super, super fastest side note ever, but my nephew is almost three and Godzilla, the newest one, is one of his favorite movies. That one. That's adorable. he's, He's hilarious. He loves dinosaurs and, like. It's his favorite thing ever is like he wants all the cool dinosaurs for Christmas. He he wants an Indominus Rex for Christmas, which <laughs> I got him because I'm the funny. He's going to be so excited. Yeah. Dinosaurs, Godzilla. That's his thing. I'm going to try and get him hooked on the Meg, but yeah.
1: Amanda, Amanda is uh, an anti-Indominus I, Rex stance, but I her disagree with why. I vehemently
0: disagree. Amanda
1: disagrees somehow with the fact that anybody would make an Indominus because Rex. Because you don't go to the zoo and see Ligers. That's my point. Uh, yeah, but I we're also, it. if we, if what, we,
2: wait on, make. what did you say, Jada? I, I agree, but at the same point, like, it's cool. But, like, it's a bad
0: idea, obviously. Right. No, no, but a bad idea. we like, oh,
1: wouldn't make like, that because it's unnecessary. And it's not I'm that like, it's we're unnecessary. in a world it's a in It's expense. It for
2: is. A, You're bringing we're back struggling. actual dinosaurs. Why do you need a new thing? Thank you!
0: Yes,
1: that's my point. We're bringing back dinosaurs. You don't need to make a dinosaur in a top hat. It doesn't need the extra. You are saying that, like, Russians did not teach bears to ice skate. And they absolutely <laughs> fucking have. We already
3: so have movies. We don't need 4D.
1: <laughs> we don't need
3: 4D I know we you, don't need 4D but 4D you. exists That's my point <laughs> No we, one we, asked I mean, for it four,
0: But 4D doesn't require a bunch of genetic engineering But it, it
3: requires a lot it. of money That was Amanda an expensive is, undertaking
1: Amanda is saying nobody would pay For an Indominus Rex like Quibi didn't live and die In one year <laughs>
2: okay, Amanda side, is
1: saying so what I, Yes you and I on two ends of
0: the spectrum You and I are both saying that The Indominus Rex is the Quibi of dinosaurs, yeah. and guess yes. what Quibi did? Ex- Exists. It, it existed it for fucking existed four months. Doesn't, and matter. That, f- doesn't that's, that's, matter. That's the point.
1: What, what they Jordan? Spent billion, I am so sorry, billion, you guys. Two billion making Quibi, and you're telling yeah. me, okay, they so would try an Indominus Rex if they had the tech. Okay, I Come would on. only believe. I would only Come believe. On. It's not watch- quick bite of dinosaurs.
0: <laughs> I will watch Jurassic World if. <laughs> If you tell me that there is Meg Whitman in Jurassic World making this oh. exact argument, then yes, I, I will watch, it. I will break my Jurassic I love World. Love it.
1: Hashtag
3: release out. the quibby cut. Uh, but legitimately, I, <laughs> wait, I don't wait, think wait, Jordan, Jordan is on. arguing.
0: Hold on, Jada was going to say something. Yeah, what, what? You've never seen
2: Jurassic
1: World? I refuse on yeah. principle any of the Jurassic I mean, World. This is this is consider your source, Jada. This is coming from somebody who hasn't, who refuses I refuse to even to watch, watch it. Is principle. sitting here saying they wouldn't have the audacity or capitalistic, selfish motivation to create an Indominus wreck because within the world
2: of the, because mm, it they're, they're also creating it. it as military tech. They wanted, yeah, they wanted to weaponize velociraptors. You think they're not going to make a huge new dinosaur just because for no reason? They're like, this "Ah." is what
1: I'm saying. Like
2: the the I, whole, it's completely irrelevant. Like, there's no reason to do that. Yeah, um, yeah. I understand why it's my nephew's favorite. He's too. Yeah. I'm cool not going to cat- argue that. So, like- He's a two to three year old.
1: Yes, absolutely, a two to three year old to be like, give me the other. And the idea of children wanting toys of an Indominus Rex is also why they would make an Indominus Rex. But
0: here's okay. the thing: that child doesn't know. But that is a two to three year old who does not know that that dinosaur didn't exist before.
1: You're saying that like purchasing power by inventing things. We already had a full-size Yoda. Why are we? And they made about a giraffe? baby Yoda that we yeah. want even more. And full-size Yoda isn't even that big. Just to and settle. And yet, baby Yoda is now real. Just to
3: settle <laughs> something.
0: Please. Hold on. No, I just want the entirety of the Jurassic of I just want to do a mashup of baby Yoda with Ian Malcolm being like your scientists We're so preoccupied of whether or not they could. They didn't stop to think of if they should. And they it's, just cut yeah. to him holding up <laughs> baby, baby with baby soup. Yoda. With,
3: <laughs> with this ongoing argument, Amanda, because this is something that's come up before. <laughs> I think the the area that you get tripped up is that you are interpreting Jordan's argument as that she is saying that the Indominus Rex is a good investment. She's, yeah, never, she's never been trying to prove that point. Her point is that it is something that would happen because <laughs> yes. A, escalation is a natural process, particularly under uh, a, a current capitalist society, uh, uh, and B, that people would think that they you could guys, do something with it, even sharks, if it's idea. can we get back idea? to
0: the giant <laughs> sh- Like, we're focusing on a made-up pretend dinosaur when we could be talking about... Oh,
1: about a made-up oh, pretend shark. It's a real shark that just it's happens all relevant, to be alive again. <laughs> you can get back to sharks, but you really should watch Jurassic World. <laughs> I've,
0: I've already... You I'm don't already have to begrudgingly. I've like pretty begrudgingly agreed to watch it if has. we can trick Dustin into coming back on this podcast.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh or my God, You know what? Okay, I'm I'm texting Dustin after this. There <laughs> it
1: is the I science will say, I or think, influencer community comes together
3: i think jurassic world at least the first one committed the cardinal sin of jurassic park movies and that it was boring that's my that's my <laughs> opinion of it.
0: wow Jason, you wanted to get fired on the podcast is what yeah. you're saying to me that you just because jurassic because lost world is not fucking boring and i will fight i didn't say like lost world no, no, i said no, jurassic first, world yeah the first no, jurassic I mean, no, wait I know, but that's a cardinal oh you're saying it's a, it's a cardinal sin because these movies should not be boring yes and, Yes. I see. I thought you were suggesting that the no, other... No, I love
3: boring. Jurassic Park. I think it's a great franchise. Okay. I love these movies. And to make a say, movie like, about crazy dinosaurs boring is the most insane thing possible.
2: Yeah, I didn't think it was boring, but I'm also not hard to please when it comes to movies. Like, honestly, I watched The Good Dinosaur and I was like, oh, beautiful. I've watched <laughs> it a hundred times by now because my nephew wouldn't stop watching it five times a day <laughs> for like four weeks straight through yes. quarantine. Yeah. Um, but... I'm not hard to please when it comes to movies.
0: But anyway. I'm, I'm afraid to watch The Good Dinosaur because I'm afraid it's going to make me cry. And
2: I just, oh, it absolutely oh, will, will. cry in I the
0: ref- first 20 minutes. I will not. See, that's my, I can't, I refuse to be, let my emotions be played with by Pixar. And so I won't
2: do it. <laughs>
0: that never- Coco and Inside Out, I won't watch the, that trifecta. I refuse. <laughs> You haven't seen Coco? Wow. I just, I don't know. Who the hell are you? Okay, so yeah, here's my Cocoa thing. It came out like right awesome. around, after it was like came out, I, I was very, very close to my grandmother and after she died and then Coco, like Coco came out a, a couple years after she had died and it was like- I think was, it's like, going to be good sad though. I can't. It's I, be I, good sad. Coco's no, very there's good. No, there's, no, there's no good sad. There's no good sad. I refuse to believe that. <laughs> I I mean, I okay, cannot,
3: now you're making the argument that Inside Out disproves. This is the whole, this is the reason you do <laughs> not see Inside Out is because you think sad also, is bad no matter what.
0: Yeah. <laughs> have been on antidepressants longer than I have been, like, than I haven't at this point in my life. I thought you were going to say longer than you've been alive. I was I like, almost almost how does then, that work, Amanda? Sad,
3: sadness and depression and are not the same I was thing. I
0: like, that's not the same <laughs> In me, it is. And so <laughs> I have to push the sadness down until I can't anymore because that's how I function as an adult.
3: This is getting dystopian. I
1: know. <laughs> okay, You're, you're Jada, sounding this real Mormon. Is my, this you're is here, my here for a real riot of an episode,
2: Jada. <laughs> yeah. this
1: is my whole
0: Twitter feed that. is push the sadness down until you can't feel it anymore. So
2: if you're going to watch one of those three movies, it needs to be- be coco. The good it's dinosaur coco. is great. It's, it's I love it. But you need to watch Coco because it's so at least for the music alone. The music oh. slaps. Okay. I, but, yeah. I
3: Coco's really good.
0: I've the have heard nothing but great things about Coco. I've heard nothing but great things about Inside <laughs> Out. Like, these are not judgment calls of like, ah, I'm not going to see that. This is not, I cried so hard during the first 20 minutes of Up that, well, that's, okay, you're you're no. you're no. taking that's the outlier. Me.
1: This is like the Olympics where they throw out the high and low score. Up is the high, up is the everybody got killed by the first 20 minutes and doesn't talk about any of the rest of the movie. Justice for Doug the dog. Like, you can't take Up as the, like, everyone Everybody cried during like everybody cried during up. Everybody I up know. devastated everybody. So this is that's it's not like thing. a whole movie of up. It's not. It's no, it's just gonna be I'm spending the whole movie
0: just waiting for the up moment, just in terror. If it makes you feel any better, I didn't cry during Coco. Okay. That I yes, I I, I will <laughs> it, take that as a good feeling. I don't I don't know
2: what Coco,
3: that means. And- Coco's a wonderful movie and I think it's honestly a happy movie.
2: I think so, so too. Happy. It's, it's so, it so it joyful happy because like, it's like, even though like the people have passed on, we've gotten so far off topic. <laughs> <course>. <laughs> <laughs> even though, even though like all these people have passed on, like they get to go still see, like visit their family. And it's like a remembrance. And we love these people. It's a very like happy kind of thing. And It's though a, such a
1: beautiful good. understanding of the relationship between life and death yes. and, and what those <laughs> things mean to us in a way that, that, that white American culture just can't, we don't have that we have a very gross relationship with like death and loss and I think there's a more there's a there's a I think there's a healthier one that comes from like the myth and lore of like the Mexican tradition of considering life and death and how we commingle. but yeah like
2: like like you said we've gone so far astray (laughs) there's like sad undertones but it's definitely overall happy and Uh, like you said bangers
0: I'm just going if to if I watch this and I'm emotionally trauma if I'm like just sitting alone in my apartment unable to hug anybody because it's a fucking pandemic that's true I am adding both of you on Twitter and making you both just watch me ugly cry on my sofa while trying okay. to hug my dog we're yeah, just trying to
3: it. elicit emotional growth in Amanda that's
0: all no I am no. as emotionally grown as I want to be I am totally functional at this point point. that's really all I wanted
2: was functional adult that's all I needed I don't even know if I'm there yet, I had to call my <laughs> <with> chicken. So <laughs> no, okay. you don't. You don't need to be. You're
0: not. You're, you you don't have to be fully cooked until you're like 30. As fully human. cooked, Just yeah. I'm 22.
1: I'm yeah. young, small yes. bean. <laughs> now, okay, I'm gonna drag us into dream casting for yes. for the Meg, yeah. and I'm gonna start by saying I'm I'm leaving as is, except I'm putting Jada in it. Like yeah. that's
2: yeah. that's my <laughs> position.
1: I'm I'm not. I like a Ruby Rose action cameo. I I like leaving Bing. I lo- Jason Statham is not going anywhere. But like we're adding Jada as a featured
2: character, so that's my adjustment. I have an adjustment, and I think that it will be controversial. <laughs> okay, Jason Statham needs to go. But here's oh, oh, why, oof, big big one. Okay, so I think that the rock could be a great addition. Um, but again, like let's, let's make someone else the comedic relief. Yeah. Let's make it the main action guy. Like uh-huh. why not? So maybe you could use the rock. He's pretty dang funny. Yeah. Or better yet. Put Terry Crews in there, yeah, because Terry Crews is just oh, damn, chef's kiss of a human being. Mm -hmm. He's so great. Him on Brooklyn Nine Nine, he's so funny. Mm -hmm. He needs to be the main role and comedic relief because he's just like. Just a lighthearted, fun, <laughs> unreasonably strong human being. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. I think that all of him together as as an action star fighting a gigantic shark would be one of the best things I've ever seen.
1: Are you I also in your image. version of this? What? Are you also in your version of this? Like you're in yeah, my version. Okay, just checking.
2: So Great. here's the thing. We're going to take all of the characters out. All okay. Of okay. And everyone needs to be replaced by uh like hilarious people make it <laughs> like sure it was already like had some comedic moments but yeah. it's like it's not I I'm a sucker for comedy uh-huh. I I live comedy it's uh I don't I live and read science but like if I had <laughs> science, it would probably be comedy mm-hmm. um I think that we could just like you put me as Suyin instead yeah, um, you you make Terry Crews, J- Jason Statham. Why do I keep wanting to say Jathan? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> the th is turpid, Yeah, it's
0: it, it's because yeah. you you're using the the pronunciation from Spain versus
2: the pronunciation okay, from the black Catalan.
0: American. Yeah, <laughs> we
2: bring we bring Sam L Jackson back in. Uh, Absolutely. Brazil, okay. honestly, let's just make it. Uh, <laughs> the cast I've named so far are literally all just black people. Yeah, um, great. Black comedians. Put Dave Chappelle in there. Somewhere. <laughs> Sure. Kevin Hart Hart is a DJ. That one will work. Or you can keep DJ and just add Kevin Hart as like the other person that's like, hey, DJ, why are we even on this boat? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) A <laughs> bunch of black comedians. No, <laughs> I, mean, I think going uh, exactly I think I going exactly
1: in the face of the idea of like black people and water, I think is like a very logical route to take this. Yeah.
0: But also yeah. the idea oh. of all of them just being like funny and what the hell is happening here. Yeah, because this movie than, like,
1: didn't go. This movie, yeah. this movie's biggest sin to me was it didn't go. It wasn't absurd enough or it wasn't silly enough. Like it could have been so much sillier. So putting a cast of people like that in there, whose pure objective is to heighten the ridiculousness would give this movie the commitment to a direction that I think it needed
2: and I think that all these people are so uh to use a word that I could not figure out earlier expressive um, (laughs) that I think they would bring that element of holy shit that's a megalodon yeah I can't can't believe like they would bring that element of excitement or maybe terror or at least like like acknowledging that this thing was once extinct and is now yeah. like oh, this is the craziest thing to ever happen yeah um, and if I may stand on a soapbox for just a half a second please yeah um, so I am a co-founder and director of director of public relations for uh, an organization called miss it's on my sleeve uh, minority oh, okay. shark sciences we are dedicated to um providing opportunities and community for women of color and field mm. shark science um, mm-hmm. The other three co-founders are Jasmine, the president, uh, Carly, the director of communications, and Amani, the CFO. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think that if you were to just take the four of us Mm -hmm. and put us in the movie, and we are the the four lead scientists, (laughs) that would be amazing. I'm I'm all for it. Yeah. And like me and Amani did a talk with Monterey Bay Aquarium where we basically just nerded out about sharks for an hour and a half and we <laughs> were leaning at the screen and like making weird face. Like we are, are performers. Yeah. Performers. <laughs> obnoxious in the most amazing and fun way possible. Like uh-huh. I say obnoxious and I mean it is very much a term of endearment, like very sure. fun, crazy, you know? Um, I think that the two of us in one of these roles and obviously the rest of Mi- the other two co-founders of Miss as well, because they're fantastic. <laughs> um, but I just think that the Miss, the Miss co-founders in the Meg two would be the funniest, most entertaining. Um, <laughs> and, you know, increase diversity because it's important. So. <laughs> <laughs> We'll love all of this casting for you. No, no, that
1: sounds great, Perfect. Amanda. What do you? What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, so uh, I am taking this back, and I'm making this a '90s movie. So we're that going sounds back that's to, great. That's we're going good. back to that... 1997, <laughs> and uh, Jonas will be played by Don Johnson. Oh
1: my god! <laughs> wow.
0: I was trying to figure out. I, I like, see it. <clears throat> yeah, I was like, I it see needed, it. I needed somebody who wasn't like I wasn't. I couldn't go with any of the <laughs> the main leading act or the main leading guys of the '90s. I was like, someone who would take this movie because he needs a film role. I needed you, that guy. It can't uh-huh. be. This- gonna be a good 90s movie.
3: i'm not gonna spread any libel but don johnson is my least favorite person i've ever worked with I,
0: i'm not saying this is a good cat i that's not surprising <laughs> i hope can, I I, wait, jason, we can, jason you and i can deep dive at some point all the reasons that he destroyed miami vice toward the end of the, the I series that
3: guy so much <laughs> yeah
1: yeah no that's don johnson is is a cup of tea from Jason late in the broadcast. love that. <laughs> <laughs> you know
3: what? Whatever. Yeah. So they, aren't a, they aren't my employer is,
1: anymore. Is treat, is treat Williams anywhere in this
0: movie? No, he's not. He's, okay. oh, damn, I should have, but no. Yeah. So Don Johnson, and uh, he released an album in 1997, so he will insist on doing a track for this soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. So there's going to be a Don Johnson jam on this soundtrack. Big time. The love interest will be Ming-Na Wen. Okay. Uh, because they'll start to realize they need to capitalize on the Chinese market. The billionaire will be Billy Zane coming fresh off of his, his water tank work for Titanic. He will also be in a water tank. For yeah. Disney. The shadow star, Billy Zane. Uh, Mac will be Don Cheadle. Cause I wanted to bring his volcano energy to this. I think that we needed more from Mac than we got. Okay, great. So like I wanted more Mac and I think that Mac Don Cheadle's Mac is perfect. Um,
2: I also just love Don Cheadle.
0: Oh right! Yeah. Oh that's, god! Yeah. There's Put just him anywhere. Bad time to use it. The, the Don range. Cheadle. The range of Don Cheadle. My god. Yeah. So I want Don Cheadle being like the trick you into coming onto this boat, J- Jonas, kind of like buddy guy. I want yeah. everything from Don. I want John Cheadle acting with his lollipop again, like in Volcano. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jax will be Joey Lauren Adams.
1: Oh my god! Yes. <laughs>
0: That was very, a that was very a important you. figure for
1: me. That was my, a for you, casting In my queer lifetime, yes.
0: Uh, the doctor will be Willem Dafoe, um, but also <laughs> I'm going to change their plot and he's going to somehow be in cahoots with the billionaire doing something evil involving like, no, we're actually going to secretly save the Meg and then we're going to harvest good. liver for neurotoxins. Oh, no. Why good.
3: you just spill your sharks?
1: <laughs> <laughs> why just so yeah
0: he's just gonna be like generically evil with the billionaire yeah. like scheming about something behind the backs of everyone else uh-huh, uh-huh. uh the wall will be philip seymour hoffman <laughs> and again a character actor in a amazing movie role yeah and the, the precocious daughter, Don Johnson, is going to insist that they cast his daughter, despite the fact that he is, she will be the daughter of Ming-Na Wen. It will make no sense, but she will be <laughs> yeah. Dakota, she will will be be Dakota like, Johnson. She will be, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's she gonna will It's going to make be. no sense. And everyone's going to be Adopted. Like, why did Don Johnson <laughs> yeah. demand that they cast his daughter in this film? And it will be Dakota Johnson's I'm first a big act. believer in Dakota. I think she can pull
1: off this weird shit.
0: Okay, so that's my cast of the 1997 film, The May. <laughs> <laughs>
2: have a concept yes. yes the Meg but make it Ace Ventura <laughs> <laughs> <It's Jim Carrey laughs> yes running around
1: with Ace Ventura shark. 3 the Meg <laughs> yes
2: and it's literally just Jim Carrey running around with this shark making <laughs> weird faces and weird voices don't touch the hair whatever he really like, would ride somebody he really would me. ride the shark <laughs> he like he like yeah it's like a one of those like sailboard surf yes. oh yeah oh. yeah <laughs> yeah the surfing on the <laughs> bag you're absolutely it's been to
3: right. a shark detective
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah and they and would I absolutely be working together to foil a plot
2: yeah and he's like riding the shark and he's like rips his glasses off and he's like i <laughs> don't. But here's the thing: everybody else is still in the movie, but he's the one that's <laughs> to <save> the shark. <laughs> he's like, he's like, guys, we can't get rid of animals. Animals are so important, yeah. And so he's a huge advocate for saving the shark. I just think <laughs> that that would be, me.
1: honestly, <laughs> given given yeah. gi- given Jim Carrey's return to slapstick in Sonic the Hedgehog from earlier this year as Doctor Robotnik, I wouldn't be surprised if for the right. Paycheck. He would bring Ace back, and we would see a revision. We would see a return to that. And why not in the Meg? Why
3: Sonic the Hedgehog. Not? Sonic the Hedgehog's got to get a Best Picture nom, right?
1: I mean, I'm <laughs> right? not boast. I had a great time at that family friendly film. Fun ass movie. I gave <laughs> fun ass movie. You didn't. You didn't like it.
3: Oh, you it's, didn't it's,
1: see it. a, it's a. It's if you want a silly time, it's a well done silly time.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Okay. But oh. Uh, so okay, I will not drag us further afield by bringing us into a discussion of Sonic. Yeah, that so would that really will... be the trifecta for us. Is to so yeah. check into no, Jurassic that would be World, getting into the cha- no, getting into the Shantix Sonic. Turkey would really That's bring it to a tr- bring a triple crown. Um, so that brings us to the towering infernos. So, so how many? It's a scale infernos. out of five.
0: It's how yeah. many towering infernos? How many out towering of
1: five? infernos out of five? I'm gonna say three. Just. The- Three, I there was so much potential for so much more, and I think the movie did not fully commit to the crazy of it in any direction. Uh, I think it, it played it a little too, a little too tepid, and so I can only give a, you know, a three to something I would like to give a higher score to. Jayden? Yeah,
0: yeah, where are you?
2: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think for accuracy, I'm going to give it a zero. You literally re- resurrected an extinct shark. Um, right. Okay. <laughs> for for monster movie like it's a good monster movie but there mm-hmm. are better monster movies and I think yeah. I agree they kind of just played it a little safe they could have gone a little more wild with it they could have yeah. they could have it needed more comedy and like yeah it, it was kind of funny but like it needed more um yeah and more than just the fact that Jason Statham was wearing a turtleneck like that was arguably hilarious but like we needed we needed more than just that and the black guy being afraid to get out on the water I'm like eh Oh. Yeah, you look
1: at you look at Deep Blue Sea and like LL Cool J's character has a whole affect where he has a fucking bird on his shoulder the entire movie and like they incorporate his pet bird into the plot like there is a surprise snatch and grab of a man In the middle of his, like, hero gladiator I remember that. Like, that is, like, that is fucking just, like, jaw-dropping what the shit, and there weren't enough, like, you clearly have an actor who's willing to be really silly and really over the top in Jason Statham and really poke fun at the whole thing he does. Like, he he's made a meal out of that many times. It's like, guys, you can appeal to the global box office while also still being funny and doing the things that these actors
2: do really well. Yeah. Yeah. I, it could have been more. I do. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy the film. I thought it yeah. was. Yeah. I'm it's looking forward fun. to Meg too. I'm hopeful yeah. for Meg too. There's a lot of potential here. I'm so excited for it. Um, yeah, me too. I, it was, it was so much better than 47 meters down. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are 47
1: meters down fans here, but not 47 meters down uncaged. We haven't I got to that it. one yet.
2: Yeah. I, uh, I watched it. And I was like, "Yeah, okay, cool. It's horribly inaccurate, but right. other than that, like, cool, whatever." That's how I feel about like a lot of different science-related movies. But anyway, the Meg, I would give it probably, yeah, I'll give it a three. Okay, okay. But I'm really excited for the second one. Yeah, have- I want to see. Yeah, I, I want to be
1: able. I'm hoping for a second one that I want to throw a four and a half at. Like, come on! I, yeah. w- you have a willing audience here. I'm gonna bring my nephew to
2: see it. I know he loves it. <laughs> <that.
1: laughs> Amanda, where are you at? How many towering infernos?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm going like a three and a half. I'm going to go a little okay. higher because I did. I this is my first time seeing it. I had a maybe because Jordan, I had gone into it with this like because you'd been like it's a like you had you had denigrated this film. I had, and I but, don't typically do that. Yeah, no, and you don't. So I was like, man, if Jordan doesn't like this movie, which it really feels like this is one that I'm really just really so tepid. I'm made. just a so tepid on it. Yeah, I en- I had a good time. I enjoyed it. It wasn't like I think that they, there was some. There was too much time spent in those little pod thingies, and I was real bored during those sequences. (laughs) Um, I... I did enjoy the last moments when the Avengers music starts playing and all of the other sharks appear for shark vengeance. <laughs> yeah. Like in, like Jesus. in that sequence in Thanos with that fighting Thanos and they all just appear through portals. And I was like, that's <laughs> what we're portals. getting. Yes. But you're a bunch so of right. all the sharks appeared. I was like, this kind of brings it back a little for me. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going you know, three and a half. Like okay. I liked, I liked the, the little girl. Uh, she was a great disaster child. She was good. She was really good. I loved the moment when she's walking through the halls and then the shark just like, is like, ah, glass, and then he yeah, bites the glass. I was like, you know what? I like this. I, there's, <laughs> that I enjoy. I just, I even liked Rain Wilson. I, 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 in a role that sh- could have very easily gone to TJ Miller, and I'm grateful it did. I was going to say the TJ Miller of, of the
1: Meg, Rain Wilson.
0: But like, he played it way better than TJ Miller would have. And so I really enjoyed Rain Wilson's, like, it's one of the rare times I've enjoyed Rain Wilson outside of his <laughs> Dwight. So I was like, yeah, I liked. <laughs> the individual pieces of it were really good they just like didn't bring it together in a proper like shark rue of terror <laughs> so yeah three and a half and i'm hoping for better with meg too
2: yes yeah rainbow's and... character irritated me so much but it's okay <laughs> i thought he did a good job i just yeah. made it character
0: yeah he was supposed to be like yeah he's horrible but I, like but i liked left. that his his horrible was not the manic sort of like i'm working really hard to be a douchebag which tj miller does tj miller you <clears throat> see all the effort that goes into his douchebaggery versus rain wilson did a very effortless douchebag yeah. that i really enjoyed that aspect <laughs>
2: that's fair i like that
0: anyway um yeah so jada that brings us to our end where can we find you what do you want to tell us about yours like what do you want to hype for yourself what do you want to promote what do yeah. we yeah
2: yeah uh you can find me on twitter and tiktok at sophistication uh, <laughs> can i spell let's see uh much like jathan statham jatham yes exactly uh, <laughs> s-o-f-i-s-h so fish t-i-c-a-t-i-o-n yeah. did i spell it i spelled yeah, it. yeah you did so Sofish fish exactly um well. That's, that's Twitter and TikTok. Um, Instagram is sophistication underscore because sophistication mm. was already taken. I was a little sad about that. <laughs> Damn um, hits. <heads. laughs> and what else? My uh, organization as well, Miss Minorities in Shark Sciences is mm. misslasmo.org mm. or on Twitter and Instagram is Miss underscore Elasmo. For those of you that don't know, Elasmo is short for Elasmo Brink, which oh. is shark skates and rays. So that's why we go by Miss Elasmo. Cool. Um, yeah. If you know someone who is interested in shark sciences but may not have that much experience, tell them to hit up our website. We've got uh, workshops for women of color. We've got uh Oh, if you're not a woman of color, but you still want to be, uh, involved, you can apply to be a friend of Miss and just kind of, you know, be a part of the atmosphere and help people out. Awesome. Uh, we have, we're sponsoring internships in, uh, at the Bimini shark lab and in South Africa. Yeah. We've got a lot of stuff going wow, on. That's amazing. Check out, check out our website. Uh, we what's today. Just kidding. It's not the 19th. We're almost six months old. As okay. Which you really sound cool. like you've covered a lot of ground for six months. We launched, and in the first, like, three days after launching, we raised, like, $20,000. That's I was amazing. Like, All I did was blink. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've had so many people reaching out to us, like, oh, my gosh, so let us know if you need anything, if you want to partner with us. Oh, amazing. Speaking of partners, if you ever want some cool shark clothing from a sustainable brand, go to Spherena's.com. Uh, they're on Instagram. I think it's com, but that's where I got this shirt. It says Hammer Crew. I family
1: have family. honestly, she's wearing a long sleeve bl- tee that is black with white lettering that says Hammer Crew on it. And it has, it looks like the silhouettes of different types of shark heads on it. And I've been admiring it this entire podcast.
2: Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I just got it. It's fantastic. They sell Miss gear too. So you can add like a Miss uh, sticker kind of to your shirt. You can cool. get a just Miss shirt, like a t-shirt, a tank top, a hoodie, whatever else. Uh, what a good prey. thing to happen in 2020. Yeah. And they sell masks and some
1: of them glow in the dark. So, bam. <laughs> I mean. Perfect. So you can <laughs>
0: easily lure your prey at depth. <laughs> yeah.
2: At depth. Yes. And fun fact, Sphyrna is the genus of hammerhead sharks. Um, and okay. the logo is a hammerhead shark. It seemed very, very fitting to uh, yeah. partner with them. So Sphyrna's fantastic. S P H uh Y R N A. Okay. Think, yeah. We're right. I'm not good at spelling, but you guys get the gist. <laughs> no, no, no. That okay so that
1: spell, so that makes
0: sense. Yeah,
2: that's fine. You know, that's they're not asking.
1: Cool, cool, cool. Jana, right, thank you so much so much, so much for awesome. joining us thank for you. giving your time like this. This was so good. Thank you. Yeah, I had a blast. Thanks, guys. Okay, so, good. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, very you ta- much. If you want to come back and do deep blue sea with us, it is yours. All right. So what a what a treat to have a shark specialist on with us today for the Meg. And that brings us to the that brings us to the conclusion of our of our broadcast, Mm -hmm. uh, where we will we can throw into our sign offs now uh, where I will step in for Amanda. Yeah, I'm here. So, yeah. okay.
0: So next week, Jordan, you know what we've got coming up? A movie that you and I have both been eagerly anticipating it ever becoming available on any streaming service. Yeah, that is 2019's film, a Korean movie, Ashfall. Yes, a uh, about a volcano that threatens the entirety of the Korean peninsula. Mm -hmm. Uh, I am so amped about this when you texted that it was available. Finally, like this is I have been eagerly waiting for this to happen.
1: Yeah, Um, I'm I'm really excited to watch this. It has one of my favorite actors in the world, Ma Dong-seok in it. Um, I will learn that pronunciation better for next week uh, in the event that I screwed that up just now. But he is one of my faves love a disaster, love Madang Seok. So that I'm, I'm thrilled. I cannot wait. I'm so excited about volcano disaster on the Korean
0: peninsula as a concept for a film. Like this would be so fun. So we've got that. And that is available for rent on most streaming services. So you yeah. can put it on your, at your Amazon, on your Google play, on your voodoo, whichever you would prefer. It is mm-hmm. available in all the places. Um, so that is coming
1: up next week. And so Jordan, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at J-O-R-C-R-U and on Patreon at patreon.com slash Cruciola. And then check out the new horror movie podcast I'm doing with my friend and uh, creative partner, director, writer and director, Sam Weinman, where we talk about uh, basically sleepover horror movies from the 2000s and why you didn't appreciate them the first time enough when they came out. Sounds good. And Jason, where can we find you?
3: Uh, People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jason Halftones. You can also check out the other podcasts on thatmightbecool.com, like Comic Book Workshop, which is uh, me interviewing comic creators about the craft of making comics, or That Might Be Cool, where uh, the latest episode we talked about all of the uh, Marvel and Disney announcements, which are just many and varied.
0: There's yes. So many. Was that an eight hour podcast? Uh,
3: who knows? Cause it's what I'm doing right after this, but it'll come oh. out before this episode is. So uh, yeah.
0: Okay. Time. That's wild. Time yeah. works so weird.
3: Uh, um,
0: so yeah, that's also great things to listen to. And then you can find me. I'm Amanda R. Tubbs. That's Tubbs with two bees. Two B's. Tubies. And uh, I just am on Twitter tweeting about things. All- <laughs> That's what I do. Um, And then you can find our podcast is disaster underscore pod on Twitter. We're disastergirlspod at gmail.com. And uh, oh, and we're disaster girls on letterbox. So you can see like our lists of things. So when you're like, hey, are you guys going to do this movie? You can see we have a whole list of all the movies that we have on the docket. So um, please, guys, if you haven't already rate, review, subscribe, talk about us on Twitter, share us with your friends and family. And uh, we'll see y'all back next week for Ashfall. Yes, we'll see
1: you then, guys.
3: Bye, everybody. Bye. That might be cool.com. You never know.